0: You're listening to the Science Circle podcast. This is part two of an encore excerpt from a Science Circle presentation on exosociology, our transgalactic relations. In this episode, we consider the differences and similarities we might share across the universe and even multiverses. I'm your host, Stephen Van Hook. Welcome. Of course, it is presumptuous to say with any degree of certainty what we might find in alien civilizations. But it is possible to consider what we should look for, the characteristics we might share in common. For example, what forces or powers push a civilization onward to advanced stages of development? Here's a very brief and select overview of biological, psychological, and social evolutionary thought. Charles Darwin and his progeny, such as E.O. Wilson, described biological and sociological human development in evolutionary terms and in terms of evolutionary behavior, and they call that sociobiology that our physical and social constructions have been selected according to their survival value. Traits which enhance our chances of survival are retained and encoded. Less suitable traits are typically extinguished on the competitive battlefield of Darwinian selection. In stark contrast to that, Anthropologist Ashley Montague strenuously and at times derisively challenged Wilson's thesis and claimed instead that human development process has been one of intellectual unfolding beyond reductionist processes of sociobiological mutation and adaptation. Montague proposed the guiding mechanism of development is one of intelligence or a matter of brain over biology. Psychologist Carl Rogers observed that regardless of the motivational forces and evolutionary mechanisms, all human, indeed all organic development, especially in the psychological realms, is an irresistible drive that will inevitably find its way. Another psychologist, Abraham Maslow, said our development follows a path pursuing a hierarchy of needs, ranging from physiological needs, safety needs, belongingness and love needs, esteem needs, peaking with a drive for self-actualization crowned by the oceanic experience. And these are all forces that may be at play throughout the universe as they are here on Earth. As above, so below, says Hermes. And here is how some exobiologists and sci-fi artists have envisioned aliens may appear. Seth Shostak, the senior astronomer at the SETI Institute, talks of a mechanism known to biologists as convergent evolution. And let me quote him here. Convergent evolution argues for at least a bit of resemblance as nature works its way down a Darwinian path with natural selection of good designs that enhance survivability. He says that humans, in many ways, are a reasonably functional design for a technically sophisticated creature. But it's a bit extreme to maintain that an intelligent alien will look like your brother-in-law. After all, an extra set of arms might be useful, as would an eye in the back of our heads, and extra fingers for playing the piano better. He is convinced there is intelligent life out there. He said if any aliens share the same carbon-based organic chemistry as humans, they would probably have a central processing system, eyes, a mouth or two, legs for locomotion, and some sort of reproduction. But Shostak says that any intelligent extraterrestrial life may have grown light years beyond the intelligence of man. What we are more likely to hear from will be so far beyond our own level that it might not even be biological anymore, but some artificial form of life, he says. Here is a little more on convergent evolution. It simply means that certain characteristics evolve in common with other species, simply because they're a good idea. Notice the giant armadillo of North America, and the giant pangolin of Africa, and the giant anteater of South America, and the spiny anteater of Oceana. They may look similar, but it's not because they're close relatives instead they've evolved similar adaptations serving a survival advantage because they occupy similar niches in nature dining on ants hunting in the high grass or swimming in the dark although their evolutionary origins are quite different from one another dolphins and barracudas look similar in silhouette even though they evolved from very different forebears their adapted hydrodynamic shapes are the result of convergent evolution. Uh, here is a quote from the Encyclopedia of Astrobiology, Astronomy and Space Life: The frequency with which convergent evolution has occurred on Earth supports the idea that certain basic anatomical structures and physiological mechanisms might be common among life forms throughout the universe. What evolutionary characteristics we might have in common, at least physically, with similar species on other worlds, and how might we milk that for common cultural and sociological insights, which is the question now before us. All the energy and matter of our universe started with a Big Bang. That's a fairly recent understanding in the history of humanity. We all come from common seeds. So it's reasonably expected we may not be all that different from one another on other worlds. The laws of physics and evolution and socialization springing from a single atom. Something that the Hindus hinted at millennia ago. Other world religions in their earliest creeds also have hit close to the mark. In Genesis, we were an empty void without form until someone hit the light switch. Or the Hindus, day and night of Brahma, a universe alternating between potentiality and expression. Or the Taoists, who refer to an undifferentiated reality from which the universe evolved. Some cultures and nations on earth are more developed than others, some are older than others, yet we all come from the same seeds. Our apples don't fall far from the fruit tree, we are all ripples from the same source, to mix metaphors. For the full-length video of this podcast, please visit sciencecircle.org or search on YouTube for the Science Circle channel. Coming up in the next episode of the Science Circle podcast, we seek ways we might connect and get along with new alien friends. See you then. The Science Circle is a nonprofit program based in the Netherlands with a recording studio here in Southern California. For more information on this podcast and other Science Circle programs, please visit sciencecircle.org. That's sciencecircle.org. This podcast is under Creative Commons license and is freely available for educational use. Until the next time, I'm your host, Stephen Van Hook. Be well.